Jones, 30, 35, 40, he's in midfield, and they'll never catch The Show Me Your News Network proudly presents Down the Sidelines. And now, representing the Michigan Wolverines and the West Virginia Mountaineers, you may know them as Yoko and I'm a Beast, it's Peter Stasia and Joel Orndorff. Welcome back to the Gridiron. I'm Peter. And I'm Joel. And Down the Sidelines is the sports podcast that debates and predicts the latest in the athletic world. We are part of the Show Me News Network, and this is the 29th episode of the podcast on May 2nd, 2013. Please don't mind my deeper voice here for a bit. I'm, I've been sneezing all day. Stuff. I don't get colds much, but sure picked a fine time today to get one when I have to record a podcast. How have you been these past couple weeks, Joel? I've been all right, and you know what they say about colds and having that deeper voice and stuff. You know, some people, I, what was it, the other day someone was like, hey, that sounds sexy. And I was like, well, that makes you think about when you lose that, you're going to be better, so you're going to feel better, but then you're like, true. oh no, my sexy voice. It, it sounds <laughs> sexy too, like if you're if you're just hearing the voice. Yeah. But then it doesn't look sexy oh, when you no, got like no, a runny no. nose and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, they oh, say that, and then no you turn good. around, they're like, oh, oh. It's just <laughs> no good. <laughs> No good. Well, I mean, it's been a pretty interesting sports week. I mean, we've had the NBA playoffs start. I don't know. I think my Clippers pick for the West is in a little bit of trouble. Yeah. Uh, they just you know kind of lost three straight games there. They're down three to the Grizzlies. Uh, mm-hmm. The Lakers are out. So there goes my finals prediction for the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? The Knicks are on the verge of collapsing, I think. After they are, that great start. I mean, they're up 3-0. They, you know, go into uh, Game Five wearing black funeral or black, you know, tuxes. Like they're, we're going to the funeral for the Celtics. Cocky as hell, playing terrible basketball. Yeah. Uh, if they don't win this Game Six, Game Seven in New York's a toss-up. It really I, is. Yeah, I think I think there's just tremendous pressure on them right now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Because I mean, you know, for all intents and purposes, the Celtics were finished. Mm-hmm. You know. Same with the Rockets. I mean, they the Thunder lose Russell Westbrook, and now the Rockets are hanging in there. Yeah, uh, they're they're fighting back. It is, and then you know, Heat doing what everyone thought they would do. He, I mean, they might have a couple challenging series, especially with how the Bulls are. You know, they're kind of mm-hmm. hanging in there. I think the Bulls are going to close that out that series against the Nets, but. Mm-hmm. The Heat will have a tougher time they do with the Bucks, but you know they're. they're I, I, I think the the difficult thing with the with the Bulls is, um, it seems like they need Noah to to play well. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I mean, especially against the Heat, I think that's going to be tough for him to play well every single game. Oh, in this series too. I mean, they need Heinrich to guard Darren Williams, yeah. and when mm-hmm. Heinrich sits out, I mean, the Heat. The, the, I'm sorry, the Nets just run up and down the floor. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned the NBA playoffs because we don't have it in our red zone as we cover the three sports stories from you know the biggest sports stories from the past couple weeks here. Uh, the first one at the twenty yard line uh, is kind of one that had reverberations you know throughout more than just the sports world. Yeah. Uh, Jason Collins and NBA player is about seven foot tall. You know, about a ten year vet or so. Plays the Washington Wizards. He's going to be a free agent at the end of the year, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's the first athlete in the first four major sports, you know, for men to come out as gay. Yeah. Um, a big step. Very, very big step. Um, I mean, <clears throat> there, there isn't much to say, although, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a big first step. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, 
if I had to wish for someone like that, I think I would wish for someone who would have more of a staying presence in the league. And now because he's a free agent and he's, you know, had some some years on him, I wonder like if he's not picked up by any team, if anyone's going to point to his coming out as a reason, which it shouldn't be and it oh, no. probably won't be, but I wonder if people are going to make that connection just because he isn't a league mainstay and he's just hanging around because of his height and, and the convenience, I guess. Yeah, I mean, there's there's probably too many um, bad reporters out there for mm-hmm. someone to not point it out. Right. I mean, you know, there are bad reporters. There are also really bad sports reporters out there, too. Yes, so, that's true. Um, somebody will mention that if, if that comes to be... Um, you know, that becomes a reality, like he's struggling to find a team or something. Um, no, I mean, yeah, it definitely takes a lot of courage because, like, you know, it, it's one thing for, you know, just some person with a regular job to, you know, come out to their parents and their friends or oh, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when, you know, you, you, you're playing for a professional sports team, you know, even if you're not the best player in the team there's everybody's got their eyes on you at some point so you know and everybody's listening for him to like come out and just announce it it's a pretty big deal i, I was reading an interesting thing like i i got sports illustrated today and oh yeah he was talking about how um like he was talking about how he, the reason he was thinking a lot more about it recently was because of like what happened in boston like he was thinking oh you know because like you just you don't really know when something really bad's gonna happen. That's really interesting. And like how much yeah. time you have left. And I mean like not just like you know any kind of situation like that. You don't really know when you're not gonna wake up tomorrow or whatever. So he was he was thinking he was like doing a lot of soul searching I guess and I guess that's what led him to oh. to like make that decision more recently. So it's definitely interesting. Um, I don't know. I don't know if they have. Their articles, they probably have their articles up online, I'm assuming. Yeah, I think if, so. If anyone wanted to check that out. But it's really interesting just talking about his life and everything. Um, but, uh, I don't know, it's a cool story. Yeah, don't mind me, I had to sneeze. <laughs> uh, no, wait, I'm going to I'm gonna sneeze randomly out of nowhere. Um, right in the middle of sentence. Yeah, no kidding. Um I think part of one of the quotes I was saying was, you know, America's ready for this. I'm not entirely sure about that. I mean, as a sports fan, as, you know, someone who has no issue with homosexuality there, like, I'm okay with that. I think, you know, that's yeah. it's about time that someone, you know, comes out in that manner. Because I'm sure there are a lot of other people just kind of hiding. Not a lot, I would say. But, yeah. you know, people out there hiding that because of fear of scrutiny and hopefully this does kind of open that door there but i think america at large is not ready for it when you still have a lot of people who are against that and yeah. then you're going to have them saying like oh they're they're role models and then what what are my kids are going to look up to so think- who cares <laughs> i know it is okay but there are people who think it's not and that's sad but it is sad that's why i don't think america at large is ready for it when we're hey, so divided uh, on the issue well but. america took another step forward today uh, i i just like saw this recently on cnn it looks like rhode island became the 10th state to make same-sex marriage legal 20 mm. percent there yeah 
<laughs> so you have eighty like percent. I mean, it's I have some some people are comparing it to Jackie Robinson, and I'm not sure it's you know to that mm-hmm. extent. Um, but what he absolutely did was you know brave, and it is historic. Yeah, and I think that's why you kind of have to point it out. We make the play here, kind of make a question in the future. Uh, will an NFL player come out before the season starts? Because you know this is a basketball player. Um, hmm. NFL as you know a football uh, team, football player before the season starts. Now that'd be in about four months. Do you think mm. that this paves the way so soon? Probably not. Um, but then again, you know everybody's different in the way yeah. they think. Mm-hmm. And if it, again, it's like if somebody thinks that they need to do it, I think it's more based on just your personal life in general, because um, you know that's kind of a step like maybe their family doesn't even know you know that kind of thing and i don't know i mean usually i i would think that's probably something that they would discuss personally before they announced it to the national media right or something i i don't know i would just assume just because people like to have a semi-private life i hope to think Mm -hmm. um but uh i i don't know probably just not that soon i want to say um it would be like a huge coincidence, though, if it did happen. Yeah, so I mean, you can probably tell by my opinion. Like, I don't think it's going to happen so soon. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe during the season, I would, you know, say the chances are mm-hmm. probably pretty decent that like, during the this NFL season that something will happen along those lines. But I think yeah, it's it's too soon. Um, mm-hmm. Although, if some someone does, I mean, all the more power to them. You know, yeah. bravo. I mean, that's it's an important step. And what I think is, you know, for civil rights and all that to mm-hmm. to kind of make that progression. But, like, that that's getting into, like, politics. And yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, some people, stuff. again, it's like, you know, a lot of people are paying attention to one person in general or whatever, or just a team, or, you know, you have fans. You have all these, like, kind of support systems behind you when you're at that level. You know, like you're playing in the NFL, or you're playing the, you know, NBA or something like that. Even if, again, even if you're not like the one player everybody looks to, you've still got a lot of fans and you've got a lot of people behind you. So it's just kind of like, you know, you got to think that in a way, you know, if you're saying it to like just your family and your friends is one thing, but if you're saying it to like everybody, the that's public, another yeah. thing. Yeah, it's kind of sending a message. I mean, that's kind of what it is. It's. And it really does push things forward, I think, a lot for a lot of other people out there, especially a lot of people who are like scared to mm-hmm. say something because yeah. of where maybe where they live or the way their family is or something like that. You know? But I think there's also people out there who have you know the the paranoid fears that like oh if he comes out and then they're in the locker room and then he sees another another guys you're gonna be attracted to that like you think <laughs> someone who's gay is gonna be Attractive is going to make a move, like definitely going to make a move on someone who's straight. They probably have already got somebody in their life. I don't think it works <laughs> that way. Yeah, I don't. It's just like. <laughs> I mean, it, it's interesting that you know before this happened, uh, you know, Brittany Griner for the women's basketball, you know, taking with the first overall pick, and the next day mm-hmm. she comes out, but it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, I don't know, I guess I mean, it's, maybe it's just because it's you know women's. You know, basketball it's now like the I mean, four major kind of coverage. So, like, even if it is announced or whatever, a lot of people won't even bother to look it up. That kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So, 
but she's a heck of a basketball player. <laughs> she is. Absolutely. All right, at the 10-yard line, let's get into football. Uh, the NFL draft occurred, and we had a call during you know, last week when it was going on. That was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, had the first round, you have Eric Fisher from Central Michigan, the left tackle, uh, going to the Kansas City Chiefs. So we thought you know Luke Jokel would go there, and mm-hmm. the Chiefs, like, not so fast, my friend. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, first, that prob- probably helped Central Michigan program in recruiting. Oh, well, I'm sure. I mean, it's you know, the highest drafted player from the MAC ever. So. Mm-hmm. Pretty incredible. Luke Jokel does go to to Jacksonville. Uh, the Dolphins trade up to the number three spot to get Deion Jordan from Oregon, and then Lane yeah. Johnson to the Eagles, taking all the three left tackles and the you know the first four picks there. Uh, the t- An abundance of them. Right, no kidding. Oof. And then the Detroit Lions get uh, Ziggy Ansa, the DN from BYU. Tony's Cleveland Browns with Barkevius Mingo from LSU. Uh, Jonathan Cooper, the guard from North Carolina, goes to the Cardinals. I still love, I still love that Barkevius Mingo name. That's yeah. Nice. And then your boy. It's perfect for it's perfect for Cleveland. <laughs> right, right. Your boy uh, gets taken at number eight. The team who trades up for him. Who needs a playmaker? On Austin from West Virginia. <laughs> you know, really interesting. Um, the way all that ended up working out because um, you, the Jets had the next pick. Right. And, and they were probably going to. For all, yeah, on Tim's purposes, they were going to take Tavon Austin. And, um, you know, later we find out that the Rams, they, they take Tavon Austin, but they also take Stedman Bailey, mm-hmm. who he played with. Um, but you, you've got a feeling that with who the Jets ended up taking. You almost think they were trying to get Tavon Austin and Geno Smith. Yeah, you'd think. Um, because with that second round pick, they still could have done that. Mm-hmm. So who knows? That's, it was almost like either way, the two players would have ended up with each other. Yeah, I mean, well, they also had the nine and thirteen. They could have taken them back to back right there. Yeah, they could have. Um, so yeah, the Jets get D. Milner, cornerback uh, from Alabama. And it's interesting that you know, St. Louis trades up to the eight. Which Buffalo had. Buffalo slides down to sixteen. And, oh yeah. And uh, Geno Smith was, you know, projected as the first quarterback being selected, but then mm. Buffalo takes Florida State's EJ Manuel. Those big hands. I, he's, he's got, you know, a potential. He's got a higher ceiling. They say that's what they were talking about today. They're they're talking about like you know his potential, like what they see in the future. But the the one guy I can't remember his name just wouldn't stop talking about his hands. And how he had the biggest hands in the draft or something like that. And I was like, okay. But he's not a receiver. He's quarterback. You got some uh, fascination with his hands there. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, Minnesota gets three first-round picks at 23, 25, and 29. Mm. Uh, they address, you know, D-tackle with Sharif Floyd, who was projected, like, in the top five. Interesting that he slid that far. Uh, they get Xavier Rhodes, the cornerback from Florida State, and then... Cordero Patterson, a wide receiver from Tennessee. Mm. Um, interesting that they get three first rounders. I mean, just you know, trading up in Seattle, Atlanta, they fall back. Um, yeah, I mean, they saw they things go. they wanted and they went for them. Interesting that Chicago at twenty. A lot of projections were thinking like that would be where Manti Teo goes, and instead they get a guard from Oregon. Um, with with history, family history. Right. 
Um, but let's see here. Yeah, because you know Brian Erlacher is getting up there in age. They're going to need a new yeah. middle linebacker. Definitely. So Manti Teo does end up going to the San Diego Chargers at 38 overall in round mm-hmm. two. Um, good, good place for him, you think? Um, I I think probably like the one thing that just stands out immediately is how pleased his family was because he's going to be so much closer. Oh to yeah, home. Sure, yeah. And I'm sure he loves that too because he's been away from home, you know, for a couple of years. Um, I don't. Yeah, I see himself working his way into that lineup, probably pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely getting rotated in a lot, like early, and then I think probably by next year he's a starter. I'm sure. Yeah. Um. Now here, here's the big one. Geno Smith goes to the New York Jets with the following pick. A good yeah. place for him. Bad place for him. Well, I think it's just I. I think it. I think there probably weren't many good places for him this year, anyways. Um, just because the teams that needed quarterbacks, they they need a lot more than just quarterbacks. Yeah, they've got a lot. Like, there's a lot of teams that have just a ton of issues, and uh, you know, the Jets immediately when you think of them, you're just thinking of like the media circus. That oh, is yeah. the Jets because that's all they have been lately. You know, you can't even talk about what they do on the field because you have no like. The media wants to talk about who's going to start a quarterback there. It, well, they, it's not going to be Tim Tebow. They haven't decided it. It own you know it's taken them a couple of years and they still didn't decide. So um, yeah, it's, he's he's out of there. Yeah, Tim Tebow is out of an NFL job. Although, what, the indoor football league team, the Omaha Beef, have offered him a job for $75 a game? I don't know, Sam. I'm going to break all the records. Omaha Beef. Hmm. <laughs> no, honestly, Geno Smith, you know, he's competing with one of five quarterbacks there competing for that starting job. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if Sanchez gets it by default, but they mm-hmm. say it's an open competition. Well, you've got Greg McElroy there. Um... Who are some of the others? Um, David Garrard. Oh, that's right. They brought Garrard in. He actually might get it, too. I honestly think, you know, I'm sure Rex Grisman wouldn't listen to me. <laughs> um, I honestly think the best thing you could do is start David Garrard. Mm-hmm. And if if you're really invested in Gino, have him be his backup. Yep. And learn. <laughs> Basically, he needs time to learn the offense. Mm-hmm. Because, it, I mean, it's it's not like a complete stretch compared to what he was used to, but it's still it's a different. different. Yeah. It's different. You know, West Coast is different. And um, I, I honestly think that that's a, somebody that he could learn from and uh, just because he's been in the league long enough. Yeah. And he's probably g- gone through a couple NFL systems in his time. So... Um, I just think I think that probably gives them the best uh, security a quarterback right away, and somebody who's not just going to fumble the game away or throw five interceptions. I, right. I, I just I feel like that's you mean butt fumble the game away? Yes, I think that's the safest route you could go. That's like starting this year if you just had to place them immediately without like what they do in practice. Obviously, it's what they do in practice that determines that, but. Um, 
don't know, just based on his experience, I would probably start him. Yeah. Well, I mean, overall, in a very deep draft, some of the other notable picks, you have Le'Veon Bell from Michigan State, the running back, goes to Pittsburgh. I mean, hard, you know, through the tackles runner. I think he'll be really good there. And just like usual, they they usually either take a lineman or a linebacker in the first round. And mm-hmm. That's what they did. Uh, Monte Ball goes to the Broncos. Eddie Lacey, the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, no running backs in the first round for the first time in a long time. But no. a few good ones in the second round there. Yeah, I mean, Ed, Eddie Lacey, that's great pickup where they got him. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I, nobody expected him to be there, so... Tyron Matthew goes in the third round to the Arizona Cardinals where he's matched up with Patrick Peterson. You know, the old former teammates at LSU now on the Arizona Cardinals. Like, that's... If that works out, if he gets, you know, past all his, you know, inner demons and all that, uh, watch out. That, that's going to be quite Peterson a combination. the smack him in the back of the head and say... Go to all your meetings. Yeah. Because I, I just still can't even believe that guy. He skipped a bunch of meetings he was supposed to go to before he was drafted. And, like, teams just ignored it. Mm-hmm. Just waved it off. It, usually if you do that, you don't even get a second look. So Right. Uh, Matt Barkley goes in the first pick of the fourth round to the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, man. For someone that was like a number one pick the previous year, he comes back to school and he falls that far to a system that's probably not going to use him. Mm. I mean, assuming that you know the Oregon offense makes some sort of adaptation to the NFL. I mean, that's that's tough. I think I think it's just going to be. Uh, I think probably the thing you'll see that'll be the most similar is the tempo mm. in which they run. It won't be that fast because I don't think you can go that fast in the NFL. Yeah, because um, I think the refs are too slow or something. Um, but yeah, because he's definitely not used to that kind of pace. That you know, USC more often than not when he was there was grinding out the clock mm-hmm. in a pro style offense. So it'll be interesting to see you know if he gets a look or what. I mean, I think obviously obviously they're probably going to stick with who they have right now. A quarterback, and then right. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he makes some kind of an adaptation. Well, I mean, as far as quarterbacks go, a lot of quarterbacks went in this round. You have Ryan Nassib from Syracuse to the Giants, Tyler mm-hmm. Wilson from Arkansas to Oakland, and then Landry Jones. You know, if Pittsburgh finally gets a pretty competent backup quarterback. Landry Jones from Oklahoma going to the Steelers. Yeah, I, I you know, I think it'll be interesting to see because Landry Jones is another guy. That his senior season was just not what everyone expected it to be. Yeah, and he just—I, I, I mean, some of the games I watched him in this year, he kind of just looked lost out there. So mm-hmm. I don't know if they changed the offense or what exactly, but mm-hmm. we'll see. See if he like makes a comeback a little. Right, and good for Marcus yeah. Lattimore uh, to be drafted by the San Francisco 49ers in the fourth round. I mean, I hope. That he you know, makes the most of it because that that injury that he went down with was <laughs> brutal. Yeah. Uh, and then of course the uh, NCAA 14 cover boy Denard Robinson uh, drafted in the fifth round, second pick as a wide receiver to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. I gotta say that was not the team I expected him to go to, <laughs> but I hope uh, he does well there as well. Yeah, I mean the, you almost gotta think looking at their roster. He's gonna get in there. He's gonna get in the game. I mean, he's, he's got a chance. Play. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, 
heck, he might even play a quarterback before mm-hmm. we know it. So, I I think they'll definitely. I I'm sure they're going to have a package for him to run quarterback. I'm just, ex- especially with the Jaguars because they need they need they, offense. They need anything. <laughs> they yes, they need something. I mean, don't put him in on defense. You could probably probably play defense, but you know. The Lions took punter Sam Martin from Appalachian State in the fifth round. I don't know what the hell's up with that. <laughs> Neither does anyone in the Detroit sports radio That's a vicinity. <laughs> I guess so. Um, looking at some of the other names here in the sixth round. Rex Burkhead, the running back from Nebraska to the Bengals. Maybe, maybe he'll average like 70 yards a punt. And then the kid with uh, brain cancer can run for the Bengals too. Oh, yeah. So there you go. Um, no, not a lot of other names. I mean, the first few rounds was you know very deep draft. Nothing you know too much standing out at the top like we kind of talked about a couple years ago. Or a couple years ago, my goodness. I'm I'm sorry. I got a cold. I'm not thinking straight. Oh no, it's okay. A couple it's... weeks ago, that sounds more like it. You know, it's it's a very deep draft in the first few rounds. Just you know, not a lot of talent. You know, really stands out with the separation at the top. Uh, but you know, you're getting a lot of you know, good picks there. Yeah, I mean, you you want to? They said uh, they were talking about the the first round, I think, and they they weighed the people in the first round. Like they got all their weights together. Huh. Um, eight thousand three hundred forty four pounds Ooh. of human was selected. I mean, a round. lot of linemen though, so that's yes. probably why. Uh, no, no, uh, that's way up from what it usually is. Um. Really, not as many skill. I guess what you would say, skill players drafted right, right. more linemen um, and heavier defensive players. Mm-hmm. So, um, re- really kind of interesting. Um, it was definitely. I mean, if you needed a young lineman, this was the draft to get them well, because sure. there were you could get them anywhere. They were all over the place, and there was. I mean, really, really good ones that will probably be in the league for a long time. So, uh, especially those tackles. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and then, you know, the, I, I'd say, I usually, I don't feel like there are usually that many good pass rushers. Um, just that much depth at, uh, from that position that you usually get each year. Usually there's like one or two, but there are a lot. There are a lot more that I saw that look like they will be able to come in and probably make an immediate impact on these teams that they're getting picked on. Right. Because um, they're definitely more talented than the, the players they have there. So, mm-hmm. Well, let's make the play here. Will Geno Smith start a game for the Jets this year? They start a game. Um, I don't think so. Um, I barring, think, you know, they'll... Barring injury kind of thing? I guess like, I, that's the only thing I think that you know gives them the chance, but... Yeah. I think it's you know going to be the inexperience in the league. If they're desperate, sure they'll give them a try. Um, but I think you've got a couple options who have more NFL experience that yeah. When you've if got they're them. smart, they'll try before. So I'll say no. Yeah, I mean, like I think, I, I just I don't think it'd be good. I, I think if you know he's something that you're looking forward to in the future. I mean, that's the. I think that's you know necessarily why you. You probably don't pick him. I mean, like you know, you don't pick him yeah. there in the first round because the you know there are things he has trouble with. I know that he goes through his reads a lot slower than some of the other guys out there. 
Mm. And he kind of struggled at the back half of the year. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, he didn't get any help from his defense. I, I honestly don't think he'll get much help from his defense in the NFL either. I mean, they're they're not as bad as you know they've kind of seemed to be. They're actually a top ten defense last year, believe it or not. It's just the offense was so pitiful. Well, no, I mean, I, you, mean you, I think that's the thing. They they kind of play off one another. Mm-hmm. Well, you pointed out that tweet that um, you know he had a better receiving core in college than he will yeah. in the NFL. I that's, mean, that's the other that's thing. He's I I think they've they they've got a lot of work to do on that team offensively as far as bringing players in. Mm-hmm. So um, I think throwing him out there is probably the worst thing you could do for his confidence, and because mm-hmm. with what's around him, even if he does play well, I, it's going to be hard for them to score often or anything, just because there's not much on that team offensively. Their, their strength is their special teams and defense. Right. So I think the best thing you can do is you know probably start somebody who's got experience and find a running game. That's what they yeah. need. Oh, that's true. I mean, it's quarterback's best friend is a good running game. Yeah. All right, five-yard line. The biggest story is the NHL playoffs are underway. The NHL playoffs, I love the Stanley Cup playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's the craziest playoff system in sports. The parity is intense. You know, the Kings won last year as an eighth seed in the West. Anything is possible it's a grueling playoff format, especially with how physical of a game hockey is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, the games are close. They are exciting. And NHL hockey, I think, is just more exciting to watch on TV in particular than really any of the other major sports. Yeah. Just it's always <laughs> action, always going, go, go, go. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited for it to start up. You know, we have – this is the third night. NHL playoff hockey, so you have a couple series in the East that are just starting their first games. Uh, the Canadians and the Senators are the 2-7 in the East, and then also the Capitals and Rangers, the 3-6. Uh, but overall, um, the other games in the East, you know, Pittsburgh blew out the Islanders at the 1-8, and then Boston without, also... Without Sidney Crosby. That's true, and then Bo- Boston also crushed the Leafs uh, at that 4-5 matchup. Yeah. Um. But you had really close games in the West. Yeah. Uh, Chicago and Minnesota at the 1-8. And that went to overtime. You know, really good play that the Blackhawks set up. But the Wild hung in there for being the eighth seed. Uh, At the the 4-5 for St. Louis and Los Angeles, uh, St. Louis being the four, you got to feel for Jonathan Quick. I mean, awful play in overtime, also 1-1. Behind the net, just leaves the puck, you know, bounce off the boards, you know, wrong angle. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Steen for the Blues, just easy put in. You hate to see a game end that way. Um, but right. for the Ducks and the Red Wings, the Red Wings did get in. They do extend that playoff streak. That was some uh, pretty tense last few games of the regular season here in Detroit. Uh, so the Ducks and Wings are at the 2-7, and then the Canucks and Sharks at the 3-6. Uh, both pretty close games, uh, ending up with 3-1 finals, you know, with the mm-hmm. empty net goals and whatnot. Yeah. But the Ducks and the Sharks have that upper hand, and the Red Wings play game two tonight. So, I mean, that's the thing for the playoff fans. We were talking about the NHL realignment. Um, you know, playing out in Anaheim, you get these 10 o'clock Eastern time starts at night. It's it's killer. Yeah. I mean, it's where you got to get up early. Yeah. Or I just 
fall asleep <laughs> with the TV on, which is terrible. It's probably not what you're supposed to do. Who but... won? Who won? Yeah, you especially the... if it's like one of those games just going on. Oh, seriously. On. Oh well, they'll they'll move past that next year. Um, let's make the play now. You know, we can kind of talk through the the playoffs here. Who wins the Stanley Cup? I mean, does anyone get there? Besides the Blackhawks and Penguins, those those teams are looking very strong. I, I don't know. It's just the 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 Penguins' defense is just like smothering. Mm-hmm. I I mean that's basically how they scored more than half of those goals the other night. They are so deep, <sighs> like every position. Yeah, and I mean like that's the other thing. Like technically, they don't even have their best player. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, I think, you know, I think they, they, they get through this first series. I think they'll, I don't think they'll have much to worry about with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they'll get challenged at some point. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like, I, I just feel like it's going to be really hard to keep them out of there. Um, it just—I mean, not even like you know, based on what scoring or anything. I, I basically what like from what I was watching the other night, it just looked like it looked like uh, the um, Islanders made like one mistake and it was just over. Yeah. Um, I I think you can I I I probably feel more confidence about this than the last time they got there. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, I think they're definitely gonna be there. Um, and from what I've watched of the Blackhawks, um, I, I'm going to put them in there. I, I haven't watched nearly as many of their games though. Right. So. Now I think they'll, they'll go kind of far. I think watch out for the San Jose Sharks. Um, this, the NHL playoffs, Stanley Cup playoffs, it's all about who is the hot goalie. Let's see who they have to play. Um, you know, San Jose plays Vancouver. And then, I'm trying to remember if it's a realignment right. sort of thing. I mean, it depends on you know, yeah, who just, wins. I think. Um, but Antti Niemi has the potential to get hot. He was the goalie when you know Chicago won their Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. I think he's got the potential to get hot. And San Jose's they have expectations, and they've kind of. Not lived up to those the past several years. I think San Jose can beat Chicago, but I think you know Pittsburgh breezes through the East. Even though there are some very good teams in the East, I think Pittsburgh is just stacked. Uh, I see them winning the Stanley Cup in this uh, shortened season. Yeah, I was just trying to think if they, you know, if he didn't have that jaw injury, what the what some of these scores might look like. Mm. Well, it's interesting. I'm very excited that it's playoff time. Yeah, no, no kidding. Um, it's just a. But thank a, goodness there's a season. <laughs> that's true. I mean, we were talking about you know on this show when they were struggling to find you know the deals and whatever. Like, will we have a season? I mean, if you think about it, this half a season was really the right length for the NHL season. Like every game mattered. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel too stretched out. And you would think that more sports would benefit from less games, but obviously that's not going to happen. No, they're going to want to keep you know generating their money and all that. Um, but 
as far as every game mattering for the fans and you know intrigue in each game, this is a good length of the NHL season. It'll be interesting yeah. to see it back at a full length next season, though. Yeah, I think uh, probably the first thing that'll happen is, you know, you'll probably see more injuries and, you know, just more teams getting worn out. Well, I mean, I don't know, because you do have these games that were closer back-to-back, and I think there are more chances, you know, for injury there. You'd have less time to rest between games, so... It's a toss-up really either way. You can never really predict the injuries. I don't know. I just, like, I feel like the grind is the kind of the problem. Like, I mean... Heck, if NBA seasons weren't that long, you think Kobe Bryant would have got hurt? That's true. I mean, it wears on you. Yeah, I like I, I just I just think it like the age that some of the players are playing at and stuff. It's just it's too much on their bodies to like physically take. Yeah. Like regardless of if you're doing everything right, you know, if you're lifting right and you're getting all your treatments, it's just like there's only so much that your body can take. Right. During season, so. Okay. I think that's about all we have to really talk about. I mean, you're looking at the booth preview here. You know, things coming up. You got the Kentucky Derby, yeah, on Saturday. I mean, <laughs> it's it's <laughs> it's interesting because you know at work, you know, Ram Truck Brand is like a big sponsor of the Derby. Oh, so they like, are. When you know I'm doing like this, you know, weekly news recap, like that's one of the stories we're talking about is you know Ram Truck Brand's presence at the Kentucky Derby, and we get all these pictures of. The different signage they'll have, and I'm sure they'll have you know commercials on TV. But it's you know the excited, uh, most exciting two minutes in sports. Yeah, it is. It's fun. I mean, like even if you have just no idea what's going on or like what the names of the horse, like just find out the names of the horses is fun. That's one thing pick, because pick a fun name. There's always like there's always like uh, my cheating wife or. <laughs> <laughs> With a bitter owner attached to it. <laughs> oh. um, let's take a look at the baseball standings here. <clears throat> Boston's having a, a good year so far. They're at 19-8. and eight. You know, The Yankees kind of recovered from that slow start. They're only two games back. Um, the Angels, are, they continue to be the disappointment, I think. Yeah. You know, they're 10-17. and 17, And with that kind of offense, you'd think that the pitching would be able to keep up. Uh, Kansas City, half game up on Detroit right now. Didn't I think Detroit's playing right now? But Kansas City's starting fifteen to ten. That's pretty pretty good. Yeah. Um, Washington right now at five hundred. I don't think we expected that to be honest. And we, mm-hmm. you know, kind of just like, oh, they'll be they'll be good. They'll, they'll get there. It's rather surprising. Yeah. I mean, it's it's still very early in that season though. Oh so. no, yeah, it is, but. Hey, you know, I didn't think I didn't think Boston would already be doing that well. So they've already got a little bit of a head start. Very, very good for them. Um, aside from that, I mean, it's it's basketball and hockey playoffs here in yeah. May, and then you know soon into June. Well, it just started May, so but you know into June these playoffs will be running. It's going to be a, a point of discussion for us every couple weeks here or so. As we continue down the sidelines, although we'll be in summer, then we'll be in you know baseball, and then before you know it, it'll be August. It'll be preseason football. It'll be you know late August. It'll be college football starting up, and then the fall starts again, and we'll be back to our old format every week. You know games, looking at that, picking the spreads, 
It's going to be a you know, good time. Talking about, oh, is Ohio State going to lose this week? <laughs> <laughs> because that's all we're going to hear about this year. <laughs> I think you're right there. <laughs> Anything else you think we got to cover this week? Uh, nope. Just, uh, you know, if you go watch some NBA games, if you can sit through a whole one. <laughs> um, because I definitely fell asleep at, like, it helped me fall asleep, so I guess that's right. a good thing. Um, yeah, just excited for some hockey. No kidding. It's you know the series are just starting, and it'll be very interesting to see how it all unfolds. Well, for my cold and <laughs> stuffy nose and everything in the deep voice. So yes, with that, I'm Peter, and I'm Joel. We hope you enjoy the week in sports. Take it easy. <laughs>